everyone. Welcome to Holy Matrimony. My name is Eric. And I'm Candace. And we are the Yates's. And we are here to have a good time today with our discussion, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got some good things to talk about tonight. Yes, indeed. So, first we wanted, we'd like to start out just asking each other how the other one is doing. So, Candace, how's you doing? How'd you doing? <laughs> uh, well, I'm a little tired today. <laughs> so, um, so our children went back to school on Monday. Two right? days ago. Two days ago. Oh my gosh! See, I'm that tired because it doesn't even. It feels like it was longer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they went back to school two days ago. Um, but. We have three kids, and two are in high school, one's in middle school, and one of them was not feeling well today. So, you know, it's a, we're in a brand new world, y'all. Like, things even change with, like, oh, one of your kids is sick. They all have to go home. Right. And so she's not feeling well. We have a, we have a COVID test um, scheduled for her tomorrow. We tried to do one today, but that didn't work out. Yeah, it's just a it's just a brand new world. It just kind of made me think about how like everybody's like, oh, I can't wait for can't wait for everything to get back, back to, to normal, normal. Yeah. right? When right. I was talking to people at work today, I was like, this is the new normal. And mm-hmm. even explaining it to our children, you know, she came home and 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 understandably so, she says she was kind of scared. You know, it's just it's something she's never experienced before, and especially realizing that because she was sick and didn't feel good that her sister also had to leave class and come home and be separated from you know everyone and then we also had to go get her brother from his school mm-hmm. and so it kind of like it kind of hit me not not the COVID piece but just like being a parent and I was telling somebody earlier today in a meeting that our oldest like uh, I was like, she's got that hard exterior. Like, you know, she, she's pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I was like, but when she's, when she's sick, when she's like really sick for real, that's when she gets soft. Yeah. yeah. That's when she gets soft. Yeah, she gave me a whole bunch oh, of hugs. Oh, so yes. I was like, oh, wow. I was oh, like, hugs? I didn't even have to ask Whoa. One. <laughs> like for real. I was like, oh, she really doesn't feel good. Yeah. And when she walked in the door, you know how she was like. I was like, how you feeling? She's like, I'm scared. And that just really like, I was like, oh, honey, like you don't have to be scared. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just talking to them about the whole, everything that's new, because they're Mm -hmm. just not used to it. And it was just like, boom, okay, you're not sick. Oh, we got to separate you. We got to call your parents. And I don't know if she heard the conversation Mm -hmm. that the nurse had with me about, well, she's got to be home 10 days and they've got to be on 14 and, you know, just so much. And They've learned about COVID throughout the year. You know, their teachers and everyone have been really great about talking to them about it. But I think this kind of just, you know, it hit me a little bit because I could see just the fear in her, Mm -hmm. you know, about it. And like you said, like she was hugging up on you. Like when she came and hugged you, I was like, oh, like she really does not feel good. Yeah, (laughs) Because I'm telling you, our, our oldest, like. She is hard. Yeah. And she doesn't give hugs. She Unless she just really wants to. Like, yeah. She even let her little brother hug her. Yeah. And she, like, reached out to hug him. And so that let me know, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. She doesn't feel well. So, yeah. you know, that kind of just, you know, has me just, like, not even a, it's not even about COVID. It's not mm-hmm. even about, like, oh my gosh, I'm concerned that she has COVID. It's just the fact that, like, just how she feels mm-hmm. and, like, knowing that. You know, it's just something that 
is making her scared and that she actually she really does not feel well right you know there's you know how your kids are right they'll be like oh my throat hurts or my tummy hurts or like, something oh, go drink some water and go sit down right and, and then down. well and then you do that and what like 10 minutes later you hear them bouncing off the walls <laughs> but like no she's been she's yeah. been chilling and she didn't like, even want to eat dinner no so, you know. she was gonna try but yeah so you know i'm doing okay with that and just you know plugging along i feel like you know, when COVID first started, how we kind of got to the place where, you know, you would forget what what day it was. Mm. I'm kind of going through that again, really? I think. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the time of year, but I'm really like, again, and it's Wednesdays. Yeah. It was on Wednesdays. I would always think it was Thursday. Mm. And so I, and so eventually I got to the point where I would come downstairs for work, look, open the calendar and tell myself, it is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. <laughs> today is Wednesday. Yeah, I was and thrown I, off a little bit today, too. I was yeah. For some reason, I was thinking it was Thursday. Yeah, and so I don't know. Maybe it's the time of year because it's right after daylight saving. So that's yeah, still kind of Yeah, I think us. that has a little bit to do with it, too. Cause it, and it was like dark and like cold and rainy today, yeah. too. I was like, no, this cannot be happening again. <laughs> so I'm going to have to like wake up and when I open my eyes on Wednesdays, be like, it is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Today is Wednesday. <laughs> So, so yeah, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. You know, you already talked about, you know, everything with, with our kids today. And I'm just, you know, I just believe God that, you know, it'll, everything will be all right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, you know, a little bummed for them that they, yeah. you know, had two and a half days, you know, back at school. I know, they didn't even get home. lunch today. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's all good. You know, God's in control. It'll be all right. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, but I'm good. You know, um, work is going well. Mm-hmm. Um, got some opportunities to get some certification coming up soon. So my Smarty boss, pants. yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I was hesitating but with it for a while because uh, I haven't been like well, no, I've, I've taken some classes and things since college, mm-hmm. but I haven't done anything really major since I graduated in the year 2000. The year 2000. Yeah, that's. Yeah, so I'm I'm getting up there. So <laughs> this certification is going to take uh, about two months of studying. So oh, just studying? Yeah, oh. just to get to to you know that's what they recommend that you yeah. take two months to get ready for the test. Uh, but as I talked about my boss today, she said you know if I pass that or when I or when I pass it, I should say it'll open up a lot of opportunities for me. So Cha-ching. so yeah yeah so I'm excited about that. I'm um, happy. Yeah. It's about time I, and not, not that my career has been bad, you know, it's just, you know, you want to go ahead and take steps to remain upwardly mobile. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, that's what I did this ago. year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Invest in yourself. Right. You yeah. have to invest in yourself. Yeah. So, uh, so I got that going on and there's some musical opportunities that have been coming my way. The chances to minister at different churches, um, uh, outside of our church so mm-hmm. you know it's nice to that some things are starting to open back up again with that because i really love doing that yeah. even though i enjoyed the rest mm-hmm. you know that came um with everything being shut down but you know i, I just love to play i love yeah. you know so so yeah but I, i'm good cool. i'm good yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So yeah. what you got for me? Okay. <laughs> We're going to so, try something new. We're going to try something new, right? Uh, Yeah. So I have... What we're going to start doing, because I am a super nerd. I want to say I'm a super nerd. Yes, you are. I am a, I'm a <laughs> trivia buff. I love trivia. Jeopardy is my favorite show. 
I, I do everything in my power to watch it every day. Nerd. Um, some he, days I don't get around to it. He's a nerd that I love, y'all, so don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a, saying I'm nerd. A, I'm a sexy nerd. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's like the best of both worlds. The best of both worlds. Yeah. A sexy nerd. Smart and, I'll say, invigorating. Everything. Mm-hmm. That is like the best of both worlds. And you're funny, so you're not just a sexy nerd, because yeah. you're also funny. Yep, yep, you're right. So we're going to do marriage facts. Yeah, so I'm, for every episode, I'm going to just find a fun fact, or fun or interesting fact about marriage. Have I heard and, this uh, one? No, I'm going to okay. find one uh, uh, that you haven't seen. Okay, uh, let's see. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um... Sometimes he can also be an indecisive nerd too. <laughs> no, I'm I'm look I'm looking for ones that you haven't seen yet. Oh. Okay. So five, four, three, two. Did one. you know yes. that some scholars trace the word bride to a proto Indo European root B R U brew, brew, which means to cook brew or make broth <laughs> so is that where the the whole what is that saying oh well the the misogynistic statement that a woman's place is in the kitchen yeah yeah ah. <laughs> because the word bride means to cook you know you're supposed to be making bra and brew I'm and supposed to broth. Making broth. broth broth yeah you, said broth. you actually did make some soup tonight for I, oh i did some i made two sushi. shoot i made two soups yeah two soups yeah so I wonder if back then men really like looked for women who primarily had those quote unquote domestic skills of yeah. cooking and, and whatnot. I'm sure that that was a very big part of uh, marital choices. Mm-hmm. You know, the societies were a lot different, you know, like there's more hunting and more, you know, I guess the gender roles were, you know. Little more solidified back then, yeah. But like I think, now, you know, I'll cook once in a while, you know. But but see, back then, I, I mean, t- we talking like primitive times. Well, Pre- I guess the word bride probably came around in the you know the 1500s or maybe something like that. Okay, not, so if we're thinking back well, then, no, well, I don't know. I mean, but if we're thinking that far back, gender roles didn't necessarily exist, like in terms of how we think of them today. You, when you think of just the structure and literally survival, right, right, women had to be the one to stay at home with children because most likely they breastfed them. Oh yeah, that's so true, yeah. you know you're the one that's offering that nourishment to your child. So then, mm-hmm. who's going out hunting and gathering? Well, it's right, the men, right? So so you could know. so could breast milk be considered broth? Oh my gosh! <laughs> so. <sighs> I had to. I had to do that. Yeah, I'm you sorry. did. I had it's to, human had to milk. Yeah, like human milk. human broth. Not broth. Oh, like beef broth and chicken broth is not. Oh, you have to milk. boil like the bones and stuff yes. for the broth. Okay, so yeah. Moving on. Okay, <laughs> so that's our fun facts for the day. the The word bride comes from broth. So how brew, come you didn't like look up cook. the word husband too? Oh, I I, I, I know. Mm-hmm. I see what you want me. I, this word is right yes, here. Yes. Okay. The word husband. Is from the old Norse husbandi, husbandi, meaning master of the house. Literally, hus means house, and bandi means householder or dweller. So, so the... I am 
the master of this house. You're no, the I'm master just kidding. of the universe. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But okay. Well, I mean, I am, but but yeah. What? So uh, that word and bride don't have the same origins. Nope. It looks like it's slightly different. Old Norse is where husbandi comes from, and Proto-Indo-European is where brew comes from. Okay, so, okay. The origin of, so bride meant brew, broth, and what else? To cook, brew, and make broth. So most likely that had nothing to do with marriage. Uh, well, uh, well, I mean, when the wife and husband come together, generally back then the wife would be the one doing the cooking. I guess we have to do a little bit more research, though. Is that is that term, was that term directly connected to a man and a woman that joined together in a holy matrimony? Uh-huh. Uh, or <laughs> is, was it just a term used for a woman that cooked? Oh, and, so it could be like a single woman? Uh, could but be yeah, a just any, a woman that cooked, made broth, and... Brew, mm. yeah. I don't know. We'll have to do some yeah. research and get back to you on that. Yeah, you will. <laughs> do some more so we, nerd you, work. You will. Yeah. And then husband, husbandi. Yeah. Master of the house. Yep. Hus means house and bandi means householder or dweller. Okay. And I actually saw that on another show um, called, um, it was about word origins too, a few okay. years ago. So, so yeah. that's interesting. Master of the house. But it doesn't necessarily have a gender attached to it. True. So it could be a woman. Mm. Aha. Uh-huh. I guess. Because why is there not a hus husbandi and a husbrew? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just That's saying. That's a good question. I'm hus-brew. just saying husbrew, husbandi. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have to talk. We have to talk to Webster about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All so right. that's our your brains are full. For the day. Yes. Yep. You can share that with your friends and family and loved ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. So if you listen to our last podcast, yes. Yeah, our first one? one. That was our first one. This is our, our second. First. So if you listen to our last podcast, you know, we had a little bit of a conversation around our, our, our beloved Kirk Franklin. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to go back into that today. But it did make us think about just, you know, hey, kids and mm-hmm. And getting in trouble, right? Mm. I mean, that was like, that whole situation was, wasn't was just getting in trouble. That yeah. was like rage. <laughs> <laughs> but some of us have experienced, some of us have experienced like some rage from our parents mm. over probably some more minor things versus like Kirk Franklin's son. Mm. So I want to ask you, what is the worst thing that you did to get in trouble? Like what? Yeah. From your parents. Yeah. I, uh... I was what you call a goody two shoes. Uh, there are a number of people that call me that. Kind of goes in my hand day. in hand with the nerd. Yeah, right? I, I was I was literally afraid to get in trouble. Like, um, you know, sometimes I would go along with things with my friends, but many times I'd be like, "Man, I'll see y'all later." Like, were you um, afraid to get in trouble because like? You saw other people get in trouble and you didn't want to experience that consequence, like your older brother and sister or somebody uh, else. And it's like, oh, I don't ever want to. There was a little bit of that. I, I My older brother, uh, he got in trouble a, a good amount when he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. He was a little mischievous. I can see that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, 
but I was younger. I'm I'm seven years younger than him. So I mean, I saw some whoopings and some some you know some other things. <laughs> but uh, um, I just I don't know. I just never liked the feeling of you know somebody scolding me or looking at me. You know, like there'd be times where I would get in trouble and I would start crying before I even really got yelled at. <laughs> like <laughs> that's really true. I would sometimes I would just you got your you you got yourself and you got your on yourself in trouble. I punished I'm to, myself. Yeah, you punished yeah, yourself before I even had to, my mom had to even do anything. Um, but I mean, even with that, there were a lot of things I did. You know, as as a teenager, that I never got caught for. But as far as getting caught. I think the 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 biggest, and this sounds really whack, y'all. <laughs> um, probably the worst thing I got caught doing was um, growing up in church. Me and some of my friends, you know, we used to during the sermons we would just kind of run around the church, go in the basement, hang outside, whatever, because yeah. you know the sermons weren't that engaging for young people. <laughs> but uh, well, and like your mom, every so yeah. all of your parents was in the choir. Yeah, my so mom you was didn't in the have everybody sitting next to you, like. Sit down. Yeah, and, and like, she never like around the church, but and my mom never did that. You know the whole thing where you can look at your kid a certain Maybe way from the, the choir stand, there. and then yeah, like my mom never did that. Maybe the desk there with the tight lip. Oh, yeah, sit, sit down. Down. <laughs> yeah, talking through their teeth. But uh, so yeah, one time me and my friends were roaming around the church, and so we went downstairs in the fellowship hall in the kitchen, and one of my friends found like where they stored all the dry Kool Aid. You know the Kool Aid with the Sugar already mixed in it. You know, all you got to do is put it in water. And mm-hmm. But we didn't even use water. We just started, we just got little bowls and just started eating it. Straight diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my god. And you know what? Now that I think of it, because I don't know how, I don't know who found out. One of my friend's mom, like, ratted us out and or told my mom. But I, I bet you now that I think about it, our mouths were probably all red or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your lips, your tongue. Yeah. Somebody saw you Because I was like, how did they catch us? But I'm sure that was the case because right. that's what happened. How old were you? Probably like uh, 10 or 11, 9, 10, 11. Oh. No, more like 8, 9. No, I was about to say, eight, y'all nine, had to ten. be younger because like, how, how did you not put two and two together? And like, how right. did you not even look at each other? Right. And be like, oh, man, your lips are red. Yeah. Like, <laughs> y'all lips Dead aren't <laughs> Right. Your lips aren't red like that for real. Yeah. So none of y'all even looked at each other and thought, oh, I, man, we about to get in trouble because our lips are red. Yeah. That's funny. Didn't even cross my mind. So... <laughs> I thought my mom was gonna like destroy me, but she didn't really. She just gave me a little talking to. I didn't get a whooping or. I think I was, I was probably already done with whoopings at that time. Mm-hmm. So, um, but she knew like you know I was looking sad. I knew I was wrong, so she probably was like, "It's just Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna go no further with that." But you know we were like stealing from the to church. Worry about. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I know that was kind of weak, but that was probably the, the biggest room. thing I got caught doing. And the deacons be like, man, that's that's 89 cents with the Kool-Aid. It's <laughs> <laughs> stealing. But, you know, there were other things I did that I didn't get caught for. Well, I'm sure I don't know if you want me to share. Do you, should I not? Or That's up to you. Yeah. Uh, keep that to yourself, you know? Yeah. Well, this one thing. Speaking of. platform, you'll be, you'll be exposing yourself. Yeah. Well, speaking of church, though. You know, just in church, you know, growing up in church, sometimes the young people get a little, I don't know. But anyway, enough, so I was with what? some, just a little, you know, you want to kind of um, test the boundaries, test. Yes. test the barriers and see what you can get away with. Yeah. So Rebellious. Uh, yeah. 
so one uh, evening, I think it must have been during choir rehearsal. Um, the adult choir rehearsal comes. My, my mom was in the choir, so I was always at church with her um, during choir rehearsals. Uh, but yeah, one time me and some of my friends, you know, we learned how to shoot dice because we were in high school. So I don't know, maybe it wasn't quite, but anyway. Who taught y'all how to shoot dice? One of my homies. I can't say his name. Oh, I mean, I didn't know if it was like an adult that taught you guys. No, or, no, no, no. Okay. He must have learned from somebody. I right, don't know. Right. But uh, yeah, so we was down in the basement of the church just shooting craps, you know, <laughs> shoot for money too, gambling in the house of the Lord. Were you losing? Were you winning? I actually, I used to do pretty good, actually. Wow. Yeah, I used to do pretty good. There was one time I was up on this dude like forty dollars, but he wanted to keep playing because he wanted a chance to win his money back. So he we, was gonna get in trouble. Yeah, we ended up breaking even though, uh, but but I you know I wasn't in it deep enough to like for it to become a gambling addiction. Right, you weren't gambling on the street or nothing. Yeah, and that Just was that, that phase, choir rehearsal. Right, <laughs> and that phase only lasted about a year, and then it was done. So, oh. so yeah, I know that's. But the Lord forgave me. Yeah, do we yeah. forgive? Yes. <laughs> so now it's your turn. What 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 uh, what trouble did you get yourself in? Hmm, that is a good question. So I was the type of child. My brother is eight years older than me, so I was definitely, and he got whoopings a lot. Mm. He got in trouble a lot. And so I definitely saw how my parents disciplined my brother. And I was like, oh, no, I am. That is not happening to me. Like, I am not getting a whooping. And so I think part of my mindset was like, oh, they ain't going to catch me. Mm-hmm. So I I don't, I didn't get in trouble a lot. And I'll say like the worst thing at home. Let me think. I kind of thought of one thing, but I'm like, is there anything else that's like worse? I don't know. So this one is this one when I was like a kid. So like you're, you know, eight, you're that the Kool-Aid. So like yeah. this is me, the my Kool-Aid scenario. <laughs> so I got in trouble. I don't even know what it was. My mom sent me to my room. I had a black and white tube TV in my room. She told me, Don't you you better not turn that TV on. I think she unplugged it. And so my room, oh, the walls in my room were bubblegum pink. Mm. Bubblegum pink. Mm-hmm. And I had some gum in my mouth. And I don't know. I had an imaginary friend. I don't know if my imaginary friend was talking to me like, hey, you know, you remember that? Remember that? Such and such. You should do that. So I took my bubble gum. It was gray. So it must have been like Wrigley's or something. Mm. And I made what I consider to be a map mm. on the wall mm. with my chewing gum. Okay. Yes, I did. Yep, it was like, like this giant. Di- yeah, and I stretched it out good too. <laughs> it was like this diamond, and then a line went back up in the diamond, and it went out. Then it was. It was. I was like, I was so bored because I I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't do anything. I mean, it was my room. I'm sure. I, I'm sure I had toys in there, but I mm. I just and my mom saw it, and I didn't even get a. Was that what I got a whooping for? Because I told you I got you, like you one. You got one whooping, right? And my parents, your parents don't even remember they it. They deny it. I vividly remember being told that I was going to get a whooping, laying on my bed. And I had like the spindles at the top of my the bed oh, okay. head. Yeah. So I, I remember holding on to the, the spindles. While you're getting a whooping? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, man, you had to hold on. For now, this. it's funny, though. That's I, like that's like dude on Glory when he was getting whooped. Yeah. He, he was holding on with that one tear coming down. <laughs> 
And it's but it's but now that I think about it, it's like I remember doing that, and I'm pretty sure I got a whooping, but I don't remember that portion. Mm. I know I was crying and I was holding on to those things, and it was my dad, and you oh, know my dad is big. Yeah, he was yeah. even bigger in his prime. Six foot six. Yep. Big hands. Yeah. So and it was with a belt, mm. but um. So I don't know if that's what the whooping was for, for that, or if it was something else. But I don't know what I was thinking, putting that gum on the wall. Mm. And it stayed there. Mm. Like, we couldn't get it off. You know, you I'm, please don't do this. If your children put gum on the walls, do not try to wipe it off with a sponge and soap and water. Because it's just going to rub it in. And that is what happened. So guess what? The gum stayed on the wall forever. That's funny. Forever. It just stayed there. And it just stayed there as a work of mm, art mm. so but i'll say like as a teenager that's when the kind of the whole i'm not gonna get in trouble because i'm not gonna get caught started <laughs> so yes there are several things that i did as a teenager i did not get caught but two well one i wasn't it wasn't caught one i got into a fight at school that wasn't my fault somebody else actually instigated the fight and mm. then i was the recipient of the first push. Oh. So me and my friend are walking down the hall and we're laughing. And then she slaps this guy behind the head. But when he turns around to his right, she dips to his left. So then he turns and sees me laughing. So he thinks I'm the one that hit him in the head. Mm. So he just shoves me like super hard where I almost fall down. And I was like, do. And of course he has this like angry look on his face. So I'm like, what the heck? So I shoved him back like stupid. I didn't even think to... Say, why did you push me? I didn't push you. Like, no conversation. Mm-hmm. So then we started fighting. Granted, he was over six feet tall because he was a basketball player. And my cousin is also over six feet tall. So it didn't, it probably lasted, I don't know, five seconds because my husband, my, my cousin mm-hmm. put him in a headlock. Mm. So the three of us actually got suspended because my cousin mm. put him in a headlock defending me. Mm. Um, and I just remember, ooh, we, ooh, I was so scared because we got suspended. Ooh, ooh, I, ooh. I was a latchkey mm. kid. My mama, you know, she would get home after me and I just walked in the house. I was just sitting in a chair in the living room with the lights off and we had them big old thick, thick blue drapes <laughs> and I didn't even open the curtains and mine it's like three o'clock in the afternoon so it was sunny outside but I had the curtains pulled I was so scared and I just she my mom walked in she was like what's wrong with you <laughs> I was like I got suspended and she wasn't even like she was mad but that like at that point like I didn't even get a whooping for that mm. you know and I mean I ended up telling her what happened and I think I sounded sincere enough for her to know that I was telling the truth right so I didn't even really get in trouble for that. Mm. But I think the one time I was scared that I was going to get in a whole bunch of trouble with my parents was when my cousin, a different cousin, um, caught me smoking in high school. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You tell me about that one. Yeah. I was a social smoker, y'all. So I didn't buy my own cigarettes. I just bummed off of everybody else. Mm. And that's what I call social smoking. Because I only smoke with people at school. And so we had open lunch an hour so we can go anywhere we wanted to. So me and my friends went to Rocky Rococo, got some pizza, Mm -hmm. and we were walking out. And I lit up a cigarette, and this giant hand came up and snatched me in my neck from behind. (laughs) And all I heard was, what are you doing with that cigarette? (gasps) You know that's not good for you. You want me to tell your mom? And I was like, no, no. I was like screaming. And I didn't even really know who was behind me at first. Like, (laughs) And then come to find out it was my cousin, who is a nurse. So Mm. granted... 
he's also in the healthcare field, so it was kind of like doubly bad because mm. as a teenager, that's not good. As any for right, anybody, yeah, it's anybody. not good, but right. it's not the good for to start that habit that young either. Yeah. So yeah, he was snapping, and I was so scared he was going to tell my mom because mm. then, and my mom smoked. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's kind of one of those things where you like, okay, how are you gonna get mad at me for doing that and you do it? But yeah, I mean, I was still a teenager, still, yeah. yeah. And so you ain't grown I, yet. Mm mm mm. And so <laughs> I was, ooh, I was so scared he was gonna tell my mom, but he didn't, y'all. He didn't because mm-hmm. I think I, I, I might have started crying. I don't remember, but I, I could, I think he could tell I was scared. And I was like, I'm sorry, I won't do it anymore. Uh, I was just like. <laughs> Please, please don't tell my mom. I was so, I was shook. I was so scared. And I did a little bit more, but not too much after that. Mm. But yeah, but there's a lot more things that I got away with. Yeah. Ooh, and I I am not going to talk about those things. Yeah. Not right now. Maybe in the future. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You don't want to ruin your witness. Maybe, maybe. Oh, no. You just, okay. you just let people know that God has delivered you from Look here. I'll, I'm, I'm always willing to share my story yeah. if it'll help somebody because nobody's perfect, y'all. Yeah. Nobody. No. Okay? No. We already know that. We've no. all sinned and fallen short. Mm-hmm. Many, 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 many times. Many times. Mm-hmm. Yes. But thank God for His grace, though. Yep. You know, even just in our marriage, like there's things that we've done that we've we're not perfect in our marriage either. Mm-hmm. You know, there's things we've had to go through and and learn about each other Absolutely. over the years. You know, but thank God for His grace yeah. and thank God for a partner that that loves you enough to to get through those things. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying. Now, of course, there are some boundaries. Like I was some about to say you can, there you are can't be going things. crazy now. Look. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know, you know. Um, it's a blessing to have someone who knows your heart mm-hmm. and knows that you are not ever trying to hurt them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And that's one thing we established really early is that, you know, and you say this a lot, that we're on the same team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when we understand that we're both on the same team, when somebody does, you know, act out ugly or make a mistake or say something that kind of hurts the other person you looking at it from the perspective of we're on the same team yeah so i don't have to all of a sudden play offense or defense against you mm-hmm. in that situation like we're we're together mm-hmm. so you may act out of character or i may act out of character or do something that hurts your feelings so we have to approach it like a teammate would right, right. we have to hold each other accountable we have to support each other we have to see where each other's weaknesses are and help mm-hmm. build each other up and help support each other's strengths it's not right. a competition against each other right and i think you know, when people approach their relationship, either like it's a competition against each other or we're just on two different teams. Like that's where that struggle comes in when mm. you make the mistakes. And then it's so it, it, when you don't realize that you're on the same team, it's so much easier to hold somebody else's mistakes against them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because then you become less worthy than me. You become mm-hmm. less deserving than me because you did that and mm-hmm. you hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. But we're on the same team. We have the same goal for mm-hmm. our marriage. We have the same goal for, you know, what we want to show the world mm-hmm. about marriage. So mm-hmm. when you mess up, I mess up. Mm-hmm. When I mess up, you mess up. Mm-hmm. When I go outside, I'm representing the team, yeah. even if you're not there. If right. you go, you're representing the team, even if I'm not there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Right 
Okay, so next on the agenda is uh, we wanted to speak a little bit about um, some of the, the the issues that are going on in our country and events even in the last within the last week, um, mm-hmm. mainly the uh, attack on um, the shooting down in Atlanta mm-hmm. where um, eight people. Uh, passed away from a gunman and um, six of the people are Asian Americans and just women women yeah mm-hmm. and just the the ongoing issue which is Amer- as American as apple pie of white supremacy and you know how the, it, it's just how how bad this is and how um, it just kind of keeps happening you know what I'm saying like people of color are just are being taken out so um so much and for for no reason at all and it's just it's just really sickening to me it's it's even hard for me to talk about it as you can see um it's just saddening that there are people out there that believe that they are better than someone else you know because of the amount of melanin in their skin or lack thereof Mm -hmm. you know and it's just this is really sickening to me and, you know, what really hurts me is when I think about these Asian ladies, um, Asian American ladies, you know, some of them were mothers, wives, daughters, you know, um, it wasn't just them that they lost their lives. There are other people that were greatly affected by um, the gunmen. And so it's just it just really hurts my heart. And, mm-hmm. you know, what do you think about it? Yeah, same thing. I mean, I think, you know, this. um you know, senseless act of violence brings to light um, decades of systemic racism, you know, against our Asian American community and here in the United States. And I think that's kind of one of the one of many things that stood out um, as I read about the situation and just read a lot of reactions in the last week. Um, just watching, you know, those in the Asian American and Pacific Islander community really rise up um, and elevate more voices um, to make this known and and to bring to light that like this isn't a new issue, right? Like, of course, racism isn't new, but also racism against the Asian American community in the United States isn't new either. And horrible, horrible, attacks and murders like this isn't new either and especially with covid unfortunately because of how this entire virus you know was portrayed and attributed to um the asian you know chinese and and other asian populations that really created like just an onslaught of racial violence against asian americans and and pacific islanders and you know um in the country. And so, like, we were talking about it the other day, and somebody mentioned that, you know, yeah, they they saw the women. Like, they, they finally had started to tell their stories. And, like, the person that was talking to me was like, you know, she, I think she's, like, in her 40s. And she was like, those, some, those women are older than I am. Like, they have families. And just mm-hmm. the way she said it was like, they have families. Like, right. they... They have loved ones. They're mothers. Like they were just, and she said they were just trying to do what was right. Like they were just, they were just trying to take care of their families right. and their communities. And you know, I think as a husband and a wife and and being parents, like that hits home for us, especially being black, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it doesn't lessen um, 
our determination or our expectation for there to be um, justice for black lives as well in the United States. It doesn't diminish that. But I think one thing that I've really thought about and I'm very I, I see I see it happening is that as people are speaking out against Asian hate as as it has been coined um you know these this last year as people have been speaking it out against it they also have been intentional about saying if we're going to raise our voices and speak out against Asian hate and say stop Asian hate that includes all people of color as well like we have to start um compartmentalizing um the fight for racial justice right black people cannot just say we are going to fight for racial justice for black folks only it doesn't Mm -hmm. work like that Mm -hmm. right asian folks can't just say we are only going to fight for racial justice for asian people we can't do that and i've seen so many people um raise their voices and say as we as we fight and as we say stop Asian hate, that also means we lift up our black brothers and sisters right. because it it's all stemming from the same pot, mm-hmm. right? It's all coming from the same source. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, um, systemic racism rooted in a pattern, a pattern of historical white supremacy in this country. Yeah. And we have to be honest. And you said something mm-hmm. the other day, I think, um, you know, to white people who want to be active and to want to have a voice, go get your people. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and yes, we're here. You know, there's lots of folks that are um, willing to educate. There is so many things out there, but ultimately everybody has to be accountable. Yeah. And so if, if those are, if you're listening as a white person and you're like, what can I do? I truly am an ally. I truly want to stand for Stop Asian Hate. I stand for Black Lives Matters. I want to support, you know, dismantling systemic racism in our country. Then you have to talk to white people. Mm-hmm. You you have to go get your people, as, as the phrase goes. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's not that, you know, not that Asian people, you know, Latinx people, black people, uh, you know, people from other parts of the world that are now here in the country being discriminated against or, or um, experiencing racism. It's not that we're going to not speak up about those things, right. but it it has to be. It also has to be the white community itself yeah. saying enough is enough. And I know <laughs> there are a lot of people out there that are doing it. And so yeah. I, I always want to acknowledge that. But I think there's also a lot of people who... Um, are sitting back kind of passively, mm-hmm. hoping and just waiting that things will get better. And nope, you have to yeah. you have to raise your voice. And I work in a very specific field of work, and my I do my part in that field, right? Like I don't. You may wonder, like, oh, I don't know, like I don't know where to start. Well, start where you are. Yeah. Where do wherever you work, like what is what is your job? What is your job stance? What is your job stay? Wherever you go to church, wherever you worship, be it whatever faith you are, what has been said? How has how have um, these communities, the Asian community and the Black community and the Indigenous community, mm-hmm. how have those communities been supported when there have been different tragedies? Mm-hmm. Um, what has been said? That's how you start. You right. start right where you are. If there's no, you know, African American resource group at your job. Ask why not. Mm-hmm. If there's no, you know, if, if there's no training about implicit bias, if, if if people, especially if you're serving any kind of community or any kind of client, 
If your job isn't offering training on implicit bias, ask why not. Mm. Start. It's out there. The resources are there. Google is your friend. (laughs) (laughs) For real, Google is your friend. But, you know, as a family, I think as a mother, uh, my heart really goes out to those families. As a woman of color who especially... um, we see that a lot of times, not even in, in these types of situations, when it comes to sexual violence, a lot of times women who are the victims end up being turned into, um, it ends up it ends up getting turned against them. Their yeah. lives get to be picked apart and certain aspects get judged as, as a means of like, well, they did this for a living or they yeah. dress this way or they, you know, and that's, that's besides the point because if if you're looking at this situation and you're judging these women based on their profession or what we perceive their profession to be then what you're saying is there's only a certain type of person that's worthy of living. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not okay. No. Cuz it could be you. Like yeah. what I thought about I mean, hey, we could be struggling. We could mm. be taking any kind of job or trying to figure out how to live our lives and having to do certain works work that other people find degrading or other people look down on. Hey, yeah. we're, we could be trying to survive or we could be maybe passionate about something that other people feel is not a worthy profession. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So what they did, how they did it is, is not the point. Right. They were human. They were... Yeah. They were human beings. They had every right to li- to live and to live their lives and to build a life for their family, to be loved and to love, yeah. and that that was taken away from them yeah. um, by somebody who uh, tried, who tried to divert attention from the difference between himself and them by yeah. by using us. An excuse that may have been real, but it's not the only excuse. Mm. It's not the only reason for why he did those things. Mm. They're not mutually exclusive, you know. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, our hearts go out to them. You know, mm-hmm. we continue to educate ourselves uh, on how we can support our community and support each other. And I think as a married couple who are also raising a family, it's also our desire to learn how to teach our children mm-hmm. how to live in this world, you know. And to love their neighbor. Yeah. You know, love people that don't look like them. Right. Um, and to be a voice and to stand for what's right. I tell people, my my, my staff, just do what's right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what's right, ask somebody. <laughs> <laughs> don't go making stuff up. <laughs> ask someone. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. But when you just said that, you know... Um, when you said, you know, we've got to love our neighbors, it just reminded me of what Martin Luther King said, or one thing he said was that we have to learn to live together as brothers or ancestors, mm-hmm. or we will perish as fools. fools. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. that's what's happening. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of people per- per- perishing because they don't they don't know how to love one another. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and causing others to perish as right. because they're fools. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for opening up that topic because I know it's not directly related mm-hmm. to what we typically talk about, mm-hmm. you know, um, as a married couple. And but we we want to acknowledge those things. We think it's important. So yeah. Yeah. But we'll end on a high note. Yeah. We wanted to just share a little bit w- about why 
we chose the name oh, Holy yeah. Matrimony. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you um, who know us from Facebook world and maybe have followed us on Facebook for the past few years as we've done things here and there, we do have a public Facebook group or pa- Facebook page. And for, wow, what, five years now? We've had it since 2013, Woo, which wait. I was like, for real? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Eight years? Yeah. Get out. Okay. So we started that um, public Facebook page as just like, hey, we want to talk about marriage. And we just had no idea what yeah. we should call it. Mm-hmm. But we always said, we just have all these thoughts. We just have all these thoughts. So <laughs> it just turned into marriage thoughts with Eric and Candace, yeah. which is funny because nobody ever said like, that is lame or just <laughs> that's whack. People even said like, when y'all going to do some more marriage thoughts? Like it kind of became a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, But we just, it just wasn't sticking for us. And so... Mm. Um, we, we just, you know, well, you prayed, Yeah. really, you were praying and, but the Lord just told me that, you know, God's going to give you guys a name mm-hmm. as we really kind of launch out again into the world of podcasting and doing our videos again. And, um, so yeah, you were praying one day. Yeah, I was praying one day and, uh, just asked the Lord, you know, what should we call the podcast or what should we call our everything as a whole because you know we're doing facebook just live videos youtube all oh, the whole the whole thing so and god dropped on me holy matrimony but mm-hmm. not holy as in h-o-l-y w-h-o-l-l-y because yeah Completely. complete you know when our marriage is to be whole and we want to talk about all the different things that uh, come up in marriage too yeah. so so, yeah, he dropped that on a brother, and I was like, I like it. Yeah, and yeah. I was super excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, when we think about yeah. holy matrimony, like Eric said, we want to talk about every facet of marriage, all the things that impact being married. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, I think in our experience, um, growing up as a married couple, and being in some spaces, you know, where marriage is celebrated and talked about. I think some there's some topics that are kind of like tiptoed around mm-hmm. or some people feel uncomfortable talking about those things in a group or whatever it may be, but we want to talk about it all. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the other side of holy matrimony is we want to we want to talk about it all and we want to create a space for people to bring it all. Yeah. Um too and bring your entire selves because like Eric said we want marriages to be whole. So mm-hmm. we have to learn how to live in holy matrimony. Yeah. And the other thing I, I that came to my mind when you were saying that is yes, we are, you know, we are a Christian based ministry. Um, but I think we really work and think outside the box in terms of how we approach talking about marriage. But yes, you're gonna hear us drop some scriptures. Mm-hmm. Uh we might pray on here sometimes. I might um, use my preacher voice from time to time. Don't worry, y'all. I'm a, I'm gonna keep that to a minimum. A minimum. As long as I can get it in there a little no. bit, daughter. And there is no just... preacher voice. Uh, you said daughter. Ugh. There is no preacher voice allowed in the bedroom. Uh, Trust. Yeah, I don't do that. Thing. Absolutely no, not. Do that. So please know I do not find that sexy at all. <laughs> he does that too. Get on my nerves. Uh, but I love him. Like yeah, I told y'all, he was funny, right? Yeah. Um, um, but yes, we are a Christian-based ministry. We love God. Mm-hmm. We love marriage. We mm-hmm. love people. And yeah. we want you to be whole in your relationship with each other and your relationship with God. And so, yeah, we'll drop some scriptures. 
We'll pray for you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're going to have some fun. Yeah. Because marriage has to be fun. Yeah. You know, we yeah. have fun together. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not like this just dress it up and be perfect every single day. Right. Mm-hmm. Like marriage is work. Marriage is hard. Marriage is fun. Marriage mm-hmm. is silly. It's sometimes you get mad. It's all those things. Sometimes you get annoyed. Yeah. You, know? you just got to learn how to fight through it. Yeah. Know? <laughs> he knows it won't last forever. Right. 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 So, yeah. So we're excited again. We thank you for listening to Holy yes. Matrimony. And if you're on Facebook, you can look us up by the same name. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're on Instagram, you can follow us individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Candice underscore cultivates. Mm-hmm. And you can follow Eric at Yaktastic1. That's Y A K K T A S T I C 1. Because he's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but he's Yaktastic. Yeah, I'm Yaktastic. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. All right. And also on YouTube as well. Holy Matrimony on YouTube. Yes, we're also on YouTube. We're getting that going too. So, so yeah, thank you for listening. Y'all yeah. be blessed. And if you're on Facebook, join us next Sunday in the evening. Uh, we have children, so we don't, we haven't quite hammered down a time. <laughs> mm-hmm. If y'all who have children know what I'm talking about. But we usually try to go live at 9 o'clock on Facebook. Yeah. But you can also go back and watch. Central time. Central time. 9 p.m. Central time. On Facebook Live, it's a public page. You don't have to be our Facebook friend uh, to watch. You can go and like our page there and be alerted when we go live. And you can also go back and enjoy a lot of our videos that we have on there. So, thank you. All right, y'all. All right. All right. Until be next blessed. time. Take care of yourself. Yes, be silly, have fun, and right. love each other. All right. Thanks for listening to Holy Matrimony with Eric and Candice Yates. Don't forget to subscribe. We want you to be notified of all of our new content. Take care.